Hello, everybody. Welcome to Between the Scares, a podcast that is looking at every movie that Bloomhouse Productions is making. I am your host, Jason Soto, and I'm joined by... Lisa Leahy. How are you today, Jason? I am good. I am good, Lisa. How are you? I'm pretty good. I just got back from the beach, so I am a lobster. Ooh, Um, yes. I don't go outside. I'm a movie fan. So then when I randomly decide, hey, let's go to the beach, and despite how much sunblock I put on and staying under the umbrella for most of the time, I still come home with funny red splotches on me. So I'll be paying for that later this week. And you are a redhead, yes? Uh, Not naturally. Okay. Um, I'm a blonde naturally, so it's like a dirty golden blonde. But Mm. I... Despite my Italian heritage, my maiden name being Italian, I am half Italian, but the other half is English, Irish, and Scottish. Gotcha. So you do and burn so easily. That's the skin. I guess. <laughs> so you do burn easily. Gotcha. Gotcha. My, my brother got the Italian skin. He's out in the sun for five minutes, and he looks like you know some magazine model. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Uh, that's fair. Now I'm I'm cursed because I'm half Mexican. So you think, oh beautifully you're gonna tan beautiful no my other half is polish and irish so oh, yeah. the, those do not those do not mix well <laughs> like uh, my i my husband's polish and irish i i can i can tan kind of okay but then if i do it a little too long then we got a problem that's a very delicate balance to have to keep track of yeah it is that's i just that's why i just choose to just not even go outside this is what i'm saying it's so much easier to just not go outside Exactly. Okay, so today we are going to be taking a look at a uh, the fourth movie, I guess, uh, that Jason Bloom uh, have produced. Um, so he's he, at this point he has covered the gambit. He's done a sappy, depressing romantic drama. He did some existential crisis, artsy film type thing. <laughs> And then he made a wacky comedy. So what does he have in store for us today, you might be asking? A heist film. With teenagers. It's a heist film if it was produced by the CW. Oh, God, that's such a good way of putting it. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at the trailer for Graduation. So, Jackson... Why should we care about fungi at all? Without it, we wouldn't have penicillin. A beer. <laughs> On the eve of graduation. So when do I jump? Oh shit. There's nothing the bank can do. Anything can happen. It's not my money to give. We're gonna rob my dad's bank. I know how it works. With my dad at graduation, the place is gonna be running on a skeleton crew. We can be in and out in 10 minutes. There's gonna be 200,000 in there, at least. So we're just gonna walk in and take money, just like that. All we need are my dad's keys. Hey, guys, when did I become the voice of reason here? If we get caught, you're not gonna go to Harvard, we're all gonna go to jail. Hey, would you just untwist your panties before your balls fall off? What were you doing at Jackson's house? We had hot sex on his desk. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it the way you've been looking at him. I don't get you. I don't really get me either. Let's try to figure out the tellers in the garage. I can take care of one of the tellers. Who would have thought corporate could be so hot? You are 18, okay? 
I am 19. You guys stay as far away from me as possible. Carl! Okay! You just kissed me. Yeah. You want me to do it again? <laughs> Never rub a bank without hairspray. Three, zero, nine, four. How many possibilities can there be? 24. What? From the producers of Pleasantville and the Virgin Suicides. So robbery is now a democratic thing, is that it? You're staying home! We do things a little different in Forge Hills. We do them my way. Drop the pizzas and step away. It is my pleasure to introduce our valedictorian. Welcome to the big day. <laughs> Graduation. Okay. Uh, That's so, so this unfair. movie. <laughs> Why? Well, for one, it makes it sound like this movie has a fantastic soundtrack because those songs are not in this movie. <laughs> not a single one of them. I mean, like that, that is was, true. That was. So ma- I mean, I could name almost every song. I'm not going to because I don't remember all of them now. But in the moment, I'm like singing along. I'm like, that was perfect, like late 90s, early aughts kind of music. Yes. Um, it, not a single one of those is in this movie. Not a single one of those songs. We do get a somewhat popular song, though, in this movie. Um, if you're familiar with the band Block Party. Probably. No? Yes? I am. I'm trying to remember the song. Um... I just remembered the Iggy Pop song. What the hell? Was the one that stood out for me. Yeah, they they did do a lot of Iggy Pop and Stooges because they made yeah. that um, that reference. What was the Block Party song? Uh, Banquet. That's what I was trying to I was trying to think of it myself. Oh, okay. Now I remember. Okay, nope, yes. you're right. Yes. But anyway, so I feel cheated in that trailer. Secondly, again, this is why I don't watch trailers. That was the whole <laughs> damn movie, and some of it is not even in the movie. Like that's aggravating. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then if, I mean, here's the thing though. You see the trailer, you don't realize you actually am seeing. You're seeing the ending of the movie in certain yes. parts, but like you don't know that when you watch it and you've not seen the movie. You just you're just like, oh, okay. There's there's a there's just some money in a box. You just think that's just what they're trying to steal, but it turns out that's actually them stealing the money. <laughs> right, that's their that's their like the way to solve everything. But see, that's what I'm talking about because I can even give you a recent new release that in the trailer, the end of the movie is in the trailer, and that's infuriating to me. This is why I gave them up. <laughs> okay. This is why, not because of graduation. P.S. Blumhouse did not produce uh, Pleasantville or Virgin Suicides, which are both spectacular movies. Yes. This one, however, is not. So, nice try with that trailer. Yeah. You don't get me with this movie. Yeah. Because those other two are spectacular. So, okay. Well, let's talk about... Well, let me go, Can we talk let, about those movies instead, Jason? <laughs> uh, well, like you said, Bloomhouse did not have anything to do with those, so, so I'm sorry. I would like to break our rules, but I guess we can't. <laughs> uh-huh. I gotta... All right. I, when I made up the rules for this podcast, I put them uh, on a stone tablet in a mountain... Uh, in the Andes, and we'd have to go there and get them to change it. So right now we, we can't. I bring you fifteen commitments. <laughs> ten. Ten. <laughs> I was actually just watching a YouTube video yesterday that referenced that scene. That's weird oh, that you I said that you did it. that. 
Um, okay, let me do a quick plot synopsis, and then we'll get into why you hate this movie. Um, <laughs> simply put, it's a very simple plot. There's not a lot to it. There's these four kids. They're in high school. Uh, they're all, like, super close friends. And uh, one of them, whose name is Carl, uh, his mom is dying of some kind of obscure cancer. If they said what it is, I didn't catch it. No, it's they just, didn't specify what it is. It's just movie sickness, like the typical sickness that people just get in movies. Yeah, but she um, needs a bone marrow transplant. And, uh, of course, because it's the American healthcare system, it costs $100,000. Well, because be- her insurance ran out, right? Or the insurance just wouldn't cover it, one of the two. I, I, I don't honestly remember. Fair. Good point. One of the two. Yeah, one of those two. And so, um, because they're just teenagers, uh, they don't have that kind of money. Uh, the girl of the group, uh, who I looked up, she is of legal age, so I can say this. She was really damn cute. And might be, because I got a thing for redheads. Don't be scared, Did Lisa. you hear my eye roll? Did you hear it? <laughs> Because I said I have a thing for redheads? No, or... when you said that she was legal and she's really cute. There was such an eye roll. I, I just wanted to make brain. make it clear because she's supposed to be in high school. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't want anyone to call the FBI on me or anything. So, okay. Um, what was that? Oh, so her, her dad owns a bank. And the dad is, um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name. What's the name of the dad? The actor. Oh my god. Oh, oh, um, Adam Arkin. Thank you. Goddamn. <laughs> Um, nah, I was I was blanking on that guy's name. Yes, uh, him. And uh, so they think like, hey, you know, well, friggin' dad, you know, owns a bank. We'll just lend him the money. But I guess that's not how banks work. And so then they decide to rob the bank. They decide to rob the bank on their day of the graduation because they're in a tiny ass town, and everyone in tiny ass towns is gonna be at the graduation. So they have like a 15 minute window to go rob the bank, get the money, and then get back to the graduation before anyone notices. And then things go awry. That's your plot of the movie. Pretty much. Um, I was I I I didn't hate it like apparently you do. I just was like. Eh, about everything like i felt like everything just took forever to happen and i was actually kind of expecting it to be like it taking place either on the same day or like at least a two-day block i didn't expect it to be stretched out over two weeks and that's really what it was it was stretched out yeah and then because there's all this like there was like four heists before the main heist because <laughs> then they had to, like steal the dad's keys and that was like a whole thing where it was like the daughter had to distract the dad and then the um the one guy uh with the with the green hair had to uh get the keys from the bathroom and then he get distracted because he's attracted to the uh female teller yep um who used to go to school with him and then uh and then you got the other two uh, guys uh, who are going to go make copies of the keys. Um, and this movie is firmly planted in 2008. Because, like, you got the hair, you got the clothes, you got the music. Like, everything you got the is... post-grunge <laughs> pop-punk movement. Yeah. The, the one just... kid, the one kid Jackson, I swear to God, I, I thought he was like Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> He, like, and that's just it. He looks like that character trope. Like the boy next door. Like mm-hmm. So there's a scene in the beginning where they're jumping off a bridge. And I want to come back to that because that whole sequence, that whole thing of theirs was interesting to me. Um, but when they all go home, the four of them, the four pals, 
Uh, one gets dropped off first, and then two get dropped off. So, like, Jackson gets out of the car and goes into this house. And then uh, Polly kisses Chauncey and Ugh. then goes into the next house. And it's like, oh, okay, literal girl next door. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, literal girl next door, and then Jackson is the forlorn, forgotten friend who doesn't know what he wants to do with life. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it was just... We've seen this trope a bajillion times. Um, I mean, it was Jim from American Pie not available? Like, Jason Biggs <laughs> busy this weekend. It was the same character. Well, this has a feel of a direct-to-video feel. Like, oh, this absolutely. was not in theaters at all. This was not in theaters. This was, this was we're going to put this out on DVD, and Blockbuster's going to have it for $1.99 for seven days. Yep, this <laughs> is a single new release. Exactly. Like, that's, that, that's what this movie just screams to me. Um, But the fucking fact that that guy's name is Chauncey just bothered me to no end. Just no end. Like, of all the names you could have came up came up with for a character. It's a terrible name for him. You it's, had it's to come like, up with Chauncey? You know, like, what... I, you think about, like, how old his parents would be. So he was born, what, like, late... No, if he was... If, so he would have been born in 1990, if it's 2007, 2008. Yes. And so, you know, you figure the parents are rough, like, late 70s, early 80s, kind of, like, adult sort of thing. I, I mean, what... We're not dealing with parents coming out of the 60s. We're not dealing with the baby boomers and, like, crazy names. Like, where's this name coming from? Yeah, I don't I don't know where the hell they got the name Chauncey from. And this is, and this is a tiny-ass town, too. It's not like it's, like, Malibu or anything. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, weird. It was, it was just weird. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's all of these, like, little mini heists to get lead up to the main heist. And then it's it's and then that would be okay, except each heist was like twenty minutes long, and I felt like there was literally a scene where they're just like sitting around waiting because they had to get the number code on the keypad. And okay, you're a little smarter than I am. Did you understand what they did to get the numbers? Because it has something to do with hairspray. So yeah, so what happened was they cleaned off the the keypad. And then by spraying hairspray, it would have left a residue on the buttons that he pushed. Mm. Um, so there, she basically cleaned it of fingerprints and then left a sticky substance on there that would have left fingerprints. So you could tell which buttons he pushed. And then Jackson, being the secret math whiz that he yeah. apparently is, the <laughs> super smart kid who got you know <clears throat> 20 points shy of a perfect SAT score. Uh, fun fact, I had a friend in school who basically got that same score and he also was just sort of like you know i don't know that he was he wasn't unassuming but like that super smart guy that you worry when he gets quiet <laughs> because <laughs> it's just like i don't like what your brain is probably doing yeah. uh, but anyway so and then he had to go through and then that's the other thing the trailer misleads you there too because they think it's a four digit code turns out it's a five digit code yes that's the twist then makes the chances of them guessing the the code like higher the, the options are astronomical it's this yeah. crazy number but um, then they figure it out spoiler alert i don't teach math but yeah they have to sit there because every time they're wrong, they have to give a certain waiting period before yeah, it will accept they wait. So think about when you accidentally screw up your, your phone code and it makes you wait because you got it wrong too many times. Yes. Th th this happens 
for like 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, God. For us, 20 minutes. My and God, then, I'm so glad this wasn't real time. And then, like, but then even this would have been, like, a good opportunity to do some, like, maybe some character development. But there really wasn't much. There's none they in were the just, movie, let they alone were just, in that scene. They were just, like, sitting there. And then they are like, oh, wait, we're going to try it with a zero first. And then that ends up being right. So then, um, so that they get the key. So then they get the, if they got to steal the dad's keys and make copies of the keys, they get the pen pad. Uh, they have to look, see where all the cameras are in the bank so they can block it out. Um, and, uh, they have to then, uh, get the safe key. Uh, um, two safe keys, which I don't know where they got the second one from unless she stole her dad's keys oh, the morning of, that's the only thing I could think of is, she they didn't show this, but that she possibly stole Dad's keys that morning. But that must have been like was... an edit. Well, no, because it would have been Barbara's key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't explain that. They yeah, didn't they explain have, where that the second key. That must have ended key. up on the cutting room floor. And they were like, "Ah, screw! It. No one's gonna get to this point in the movie. <laughs> By this gonna... point, nobody's gonna care anymore. No one's gonna watch." Um, so all the things that go wrong with this heist are as follows: one, and it's to to you listening on home, and you're like, "Why is this a terrible thing?" One, the girl becomes a valedictorian. So she has to give the speech before they even get their diplomas. Cause part yeah, of the... so you've got the, – they want the heist the, – the, the, her father and this woman open the, the vault every Monday at 845. Yes. Graduation starts at 9. Mm-hmm. And she has to give a speech before they hand out diplomas. Right. So they, had, they already had 10 minutes to begin with, and now they've got this hurdle. Yeah. So they have that. And then um, Carl, the, the the green-haired guy, who looks what, – what else was that guy in? He was I, in Freddy vs. Jason. That's it! Oh, my God! It was bugging me the entire movie. Like, where, where the fuck do I know this guy from? It's yeah. that. Yes. Okay, thank you. Which is a far more enjoyable movie. I very much do enjoy Freddy vs. Jason, yes. So much. Fun. I do. I, oh, my God. It was bugging me. You have no idea. Like, yeah. I kept thinking. Four years prior to this thing. So he went from Freddy vs. Jason to, I'm sure, something in between. But then this then eventually. Then this, yeah. That's right. Yes. Thank you. God, that bugged the hell out of me. Okay, so <laughs> him... He falls in love with the bank teller, who uh, was this girl uh, that went to the same high school as him, but she was a year older, and they have a few things in common. They're both vegan. They both like the Stooges, and not not the Three Stooges, the band with Iggy Pop mm-hmm. Stooges. Mm-hmm. So I want to make it clear for our audience, because <laughs> they're going to be like, wait, they both like Mo, Larry, and Curly? That's an odd I mean, trait. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> but no, they mean the band, the Stooges. I mean, if you find a girl who can appreciate the Three Stooges, you put a ring on that. That's, that's a rare commodity. You don't get girls who like the Three Stooges. Much. I I do. Okay, what are your thoughts on the Three Stooges? I love them. Okay, <laughs> then your husband was smart. Um. Yeah, I mean, therefore that that's why I made the comment because that's why. <laughs> and the irony is, I don't like slapstick comedy. <laughs> oh yeah, has the last movie we did proved? Yeah, that's true. You're right. You don't like but slapstick I can comedy. I appreciate the Three Stooges. So you do like and again, the Mel Brooks with my stupid comment earlier about you know the yeah. Tenth movie. So I make no sense when it comes to comedy. I apologize for this. <laughs> I know I can't... this. I have to say that up front. Lisa, I can't figure you out. Oh, please. <laughs> Mystery wrapped in an enigma. Now, I was quoting this movie. You probably don't. You probably already forgot. No, I did. <laughs> because I tried to push this out of my brain immediately. Um, 
So then that's a problem because obviously if she's going to be there and they're going to rob a bank, she's going to know, like, well, wait a minute, that's the dude that I'm banging. So that's a problem. Uh, and then did, did it feel like it was forced romance between Jackson and uh, the girl who I can't remember? I keep, I keep calling her Holly. the girl. Paul, thank you. Thank you. Does that feel forced to you? Because I feel like that came out of fucking nowhere. You have to follow the trope. If you're going to establish the trope of the love forlorn, like, boy next door who's in love with the girl that he's gone to school with his entire life, and, you know, she's dating, you know, jock boy. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, it, it, obviously this has to come about. You know, they have yeah. to get together at the end. But she's already with... But it's so it was just so weird, and, and but like it literally came out of nowhere. It's but like very they forced. You're they right. even said like you know the, the 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 Chauncey guy was like like oh I see how she looks at you and it's like what are you talking like she didn't even like what <laughs> like Not when did that happen? Also Chauncey also calls her out at one point and says um like basically that she was distant or whatever and he says ever since you got into Harvard you've been different. I'm like. That was like no, a day ago. Hasn't. That was Not a day ago. <laughs> and that was a fucking day ago when she got into Harvard. Like, what I'm the like, fuck are you talking about? Not to mention, about? I was so annoyed at some of the way this stuff was depicted. And I don't know if they do this differently. And maybe it's just me and my Rhode Island brain. But I, I got over the fact that prom was like the night before graduation. I'm like, I'm That was weird. But I'm sorry. Yes. This is a nationwide thing. You do not find out that you got into Harvard three days before graduation. That shit is out by April 1st, thank you very much. She would know. She's a teacher. She would have known. I'm like, and not to mention, two weeks before graduation, they're like, well, we don't know who the valedictorian is yet. Yes, you do. Because oh, yeah. guidance calculates that shit. Oh, yeah. And the kids know because they all know each other's GPA. They're all insane about it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Teach these kids. Oh and my then, goodness. And then there was that whole thing where they're like, "Well, you, you need to, uh, you need to fail something so you know are no longer the valid Victorian." Right, because they need her there for the heist. This was our original point. <laughs> and, and she messed that up by writing, uh, "Okay." I feel like it wouldn't have mattered at this point. Like they I picked can tell her. You exactly what happened with that? By the way, they didn't say it. I could tell you exactly what happened. Okay, the go man ahead. did not grade her essay because she was such a high kid, and it was the final exam. That guy did not read her essay. She might have written a mediocre essay as far as she's concerned, but mm -hmm. the guy didn't read it. He gave her an automatic high grade. I promise you, that's okay. what happened. Okay, I, 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 I believe it. I would believe that. I completely <laughs> would believe that. You. When final exams come around. Sometimes shortcuts are made. I feel like I'm bagging myself. I oh, don't know do that because I give presentation grades. But oh my god, it's so funny. Okay. That guy, that guy definitely gave a final exam just to prove a point, but mm. does not actually read them. Okay. Yeah. I know the type. I I I I, I do 100% believe that is accurate. <laughs> I believe you on that. Um Sorry. I went so there. So then okay, uh, let's just let's talk about the, the day of the heist now, because I remember pausing it like right when they started, and there was still like thirty five minutes of the movie, and I was like, "What the, what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh, how is I this gonna take a lot sooner? <laughs> how is this gonna take thirty five minutes? Like, I feel like this is like they're either gonna do it or not, and it's like, why does it take thirty five minutes? So the day of the heist, 
Um, everything starts off according to plan. They, they, you know, they, they, they have the keys. They're going to open, get, go through the back door of the bank. They go through the, the ducks and they spray out the camera. They get to the safe. They open up the safe. You know, we have to wait a couple of minutes, but the safe opens up. But then they realize there's like a, there's bars then after the safe door. And then, uh, Polly is like, that wasn't there before. (laughs) So now they have no way to get beyond the bars. Now And it's like just beyond arm's reach. Like that I actually yeah. thought was a good was a good move. Yeah. Because it makes it that much more of a gut punch if you care about these people, which I kinda do as far as Carl is concerned and his mom, but Yes, yes. I, that would have been a really nice that was a that was a strength of the, the screenplay, I think. Um so Polly's gotta go do the evaluatorian speech and then they're like you need to like delay the speech, like take as long as you need to, so we can steal this money and get over there to get our diplomas. Um, what they don't count on is how much of a dickhead Chauncey. Is. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay, I think this was a this was just because at first he didn't want to do the, the the heist, right? He didn't want to even no, rob he didn't the bank. He was dead set against it. He was like, like we're gonna get caught. We're all going to go to jail. You're not going to Harvard. Your mom's not going to get the money, blah, blah, blah. But then at this point, he's like so amped up. And then he sees uh, Polly and Jackson kiss before she leaves. So now he's just pissed. Mm-hmm. So then now things are just like going awry. And on top of that, a customer shows up to the bank. And so Jackson has to pretend to be a bank teller while Chauncey finds this gun, which was, again, Chekhov's gun, right? Like, they showed a gun. They oh, had, yeah. They totally had to come into the last act. Yep. So they showed this gun. You're making at the... you literary references. Hey, last week or a couple of weeks ago, I made a Brigadoon reference that nobody understood. So oh, that's a shame. I can I can I can make some references if I need yeah, to. Yeah, you can. I applaud you, sir. <laughs> I made a. I, I was so proud of my Brigadoon joke, and everyone just looked at me like I had like three heads, uh, and I was like, certain people would get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is why you and I like MST3K. Um, this is why we like our vague, <laughs> random references. Yes, indeed. MST3K would have got my Rig- Brigadoon reference. Um, yes, they would have. So. The the customer is there, and uh, Chauncey gets the gun because oh the dad had the gun in his office because of a previous bank robbery situation that happened years ago, and so Chauncey gets the gun and he's all gun now he's just gun happy so now he got three things that this guy's like all hopped up on because he's mad about the girlfriend he's he's all like yeah we're doing a bank robbery and then I got a fucking gun, <clears throat> and so. Uh, Carl had to go get some welding stuff to undo the bars, and uh, when he came back, uh, he's starting to un- you know to break down to or undo the the uh, the 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 bars. He's cutting through the bolt. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I'm struggling with the words all of a sudden. And words so, are <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Um, but then the bank teller girl that Carl is dating shows up, mm-hmm. and now Chauncey's really pissed because now he's like she's gonna turn us into the cops and she's you know she she thinks she was being used to rob this bank and carl's like trying to be like no 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 no, i swear i didn't you know i really am in love with you and you were not part of the plan blah 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 and then he was like 
I, we're gonna leave. Me and her are gonna leave, and you know we're just gonna go. But Chauncey, being fucking a guy named Chauncey, shoots Carl in the fucking shoulder. Yeah, that was intense. I was like, all right, fine. Like, I understand dude. you have to make things worse, but why? Why do I believe dude. he would do this? Which then gets the attention of like the entire town. Like this, this hat just like just gets everyone's attention. Well, now. A, a shot has gone off in this bank. I mean, they're waiting outside. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to get him out. Not to mention the uh, Polly. Her father is waiting outside with the police. She was supposed to just drop off the pizza and go, and then she. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You now. jumped. You jumped way ahead of me. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, because I'm at the part well, where. That's right, because Carl got shot first. You are. I'm sorry. Yes. This is why I need to just you're, let you deal You're me. fine. No, no, no. You're fine. I don't mind you interrupting to me i was just making sure you knew we're not quite there yet nope, but we're getting we're there we're, we're quite there we're, we're actually we're there so this whole town like like here's one gunshot and they all like leave the school <laughs> to go see what's going on and then that and then and all of a sudden like the swat team is like set up with sniper rifles and i was like that was just five minutes ago like the, he just got shot five minutes ago and there's already fucking swat team like i'm thinking the swat team must just be in this town right it's a small town small there's town, like yeah. nothing happening and then they hear a gunshot at the bank and then they're like fucking go 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 get the tanks get the mis- the <laughs> rocket launchers get the snipers we're fucking doing this shit <laughs> I mean, they're just, like, standing by, waiting for anything to happen. I mean, this guy thinks he's Bill Gillespie in, like, some t- some town, like, he's going to show them. This is how we do it in my town. Yes, yes. Yeah, I loved it, too, when Jackson was like, if you talk to me like that again, I'm going to start shooting hostages. Oh, so, yeah, so now the plan has changed. So now Jackson is assuming the role of the bank robber, and, um, if, and that we're not privy to what his plan is we're just watching this and this shit's happening and then he's like answering the phone and he's like you can't talk to me like that and i need five pizzas and i want the 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 cute red-headed girl i need a helicopter i want the cute red-headed girl to bring in the pizzas he turns into charlie brown i want the cute red-headed girl from class indeed yes and so um and so she you know brings up comes up to the uh the the bank with the pizzas and then, of course, because she's in on the plan, she she gets in, and then finds out Carl is like bleeding in like the fucking bank safe. Yep. <laughs> and so then, I will give this movie this credit: how they got out of this was actually kind of genius because I, I like didn't, yes. I did not, I wondered how they were going to get out of this because it was it was it was like very tough because they had the building surrounded all these like bored SWAT team people are just hanging around yep. and, and it's like how are they gonna how are they gonna get out of this is, is Jackson gonna just take the fall for like what's gonna happen Jackson's pretty smart so throughout the whole movie he's been looking at the blueprints of the building and I guess I don't know if it was ever said or he just knew like he just noticed it but there's like a secret tunnel underneath the bank and he managed to make like a hole in the bank floor uh, that went to the secret tunnel. And then, and at that moment, I was like, aha! Yeah, it was pretty good. <clears throat> I was when like, that's clever. The three, the, how many shooters, how many hostages? It's yes. Just one shooter. One shooter, yes, yes. That was, I was like, okay, I get it, movie. All right, that's, that's clever. That's very yeah. good. I like, it took that too was good. too long to get there. Yeah. See, I and here's the thing. It. 
I like heist movies. I really do enjoy heist movies. I, I like the Ocean's too, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like this was the most boring heist movie I've ever seen in my yes. fucking life. Anyway, long story short, they too late. they <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's one thing I don't understand. <laughs> you could have said it. You could have said it. I would not have been insulted. Um <laughs> Um, but uh so yeah so the cops burst in and they see the three kids like you know you know they're they they bonded themselves with tape and so they look like they're the hostages and the robber escaped through the hole and i was like oh that's so brilliant but then you're like what about the money there's a scene that i skipped over but i'm actually a very clever genius and i Wait it till now to talk about it. I promise uh, you. I promise you I did that slick, on purpose. Yeah. Slick. Yeah. Maybe I have an IQ of 1400 or whatever the hell the thing is. Anyway. <laughs> when he, uh, Carl was talking to the bank rob or not sorry, the, the bank teller chick. And he was like, okay, I need an excuse to be talking to you. What can I do for free? That's not, you know, open up a bank account. She says, you can open up a safe deposit box. Which I didn't know those were free. Are those steep? Well, she no. Fun. So there was. She showed him a sign, and the signs. It was like a promo, like free oh. for six months. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Because I was like, I don't think those are free. I would have opened one up a long ass time ago if they were free. Anyway, um, so he has a key to the safe deposit box. Yeah. Now. Well, they um, put it in his safe deposit. And box. they put so they based so Jackson put the money that was needed to save the mom into his safe deposit box and um the was it like literally the next day like after the robber it felt like it was the next day wasn't it It feels like it but i think it's it's a little bit like a couple of days i think because like the dude got shot in the shoulder like and he was bleeding he wouldn't be up and around (laughs) like like, a day later right yeah it had been a few days later so anyway uh carl and polly go back to the bank oh you know what we never talked about, and we probably didn't really need to, is the affair the dad seemed to be having. Oh, my God. Yeah, I definitely thought, With... like, I'm like, okay, so Polly, and it was weird. Like, she was almost kind of emotionless with the whole thing because she needed, like, Carl's mother took precedent over her own mother. Yeah. Because they needed to get the money for her. Yeah. And instead of, like, when Polly finds out that there's an affair happening, because she goes to her father's office to yell at him Mm -hmm. because he denied Carl the loan. Right. And that's when she finds out that he's having an affair with this chick, Barbara. Um, But I found that interesting. Like, she was stronger about uh, blackmailing her dad. Yeah. And saving Carl's mom yeah. than about telling her own mother. Like, I was like, that's <clears throat> that's out there. Well, and then, like, it didn't even really go anywhere because then at the end of this, she puts the picture of the dad and the, the chick making out on his desk. On watch, yeah. Yeah, and then that didn't go anywhere. So is it just like... You know, hey, buddy, watch your back. Don't mess with me or I'll tell mom. Or, like, you know, they never really established that subplot. (laughs) Well, it's just kind of weird because it's like you assume that we're still in the month of June. She's not going to go to Harvard until August at the earliest. (laughs) And she's, like, dropping the mic on her dad whom she needs to go home and sit across the 
dinner table with. It just it was weird. It's yeah. like okay, I understand your mic drop, but in the span of reality here, this isn't going to work. Yeah, this is going to be weird. And so it was just strange to me. <clears throat> So she does that while Carl goes to his safety deposit box and finds the money. And they're using the ruse that it got inherited to him because Jackson made up a uh, a fake family right. for Carl. And Which said is a that, nice touch. <clears throat> that's a small detail that's easily yeah, yeah. So then we get this whole, like, you know, what happens after this? And then they're like, she went to Harvard and Chauncey went to stay and... Uh, Carl still banging the the bank teller chick, and then it goes to Jackson, who at the end of all this, he did the whole like he I'm, found a career. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I love his, he just goes to the hospital when Carl's in the hospital, and he's like, I gotta say goodbye. And Polly, who by the way they were like getting super close, she's like, why are you leaving? And he's like, just cause. And he and he leaves. And then it's 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 almost felt like that thing in The Simpsons where it was like, I must go back to my home planet. And then he just like disappears, <laughs> just disappears. But no, what he ends up doing is he actually becomes a bank robber. Because yeah. <laughs> he's slick like that. He's just like, yeah, I'm just a one man bank robber, and. His bank robbing scene at the end made zero sense to me because he was not wearing a mask or a disguise or anything. He just had the real bank teller tied up uh, under the counter, and then he was going to steal the money from the customer that came in. But, like, dude, everyone just saw your face. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, uh, I don't know. I That was weird for me because it was like, okay, so is he going to do the the is he just going to take small deposits and I disappear? Guess, I guess. Is he doing something larger? Because doesn't he need people to get him the keys? And then you think, well, how do he get in there to begin with? So does, like, the, the teller coming to open the place up, like, what does he do? Like, shove him in the door and say, oh, I'm you now? Like, I, I don't yeah, know. I just, yeah. It was well, trying to be clever. It kind of was a little bit clever. But then if you stop and actually think about it, it doesn't make any sense. It's exactly. Well, I think all those questions are going to get answered in graduation two, graduation harder. Well, <laughs> graduate harder. Um, yeah, well, graduate Harvard. Oh, oh, there you go. Hey, we just made a sequel. I mean, sequel. there's got to be a college graduation here, don't you think? There you go. So now they got to steal money from a college. There you go. I like it. I like it. I like the way you think. Okay. Um, anything else you want to point out before we do our final thoughts? I'm trying to think if there was anything... No, because I, I don't know, like, I, I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I see your tropes. Like you said, the CW is such a perfect way of yes. putting this, because it's like every show is the same, and it's just like, especially when it was, well, let's, you know what? This is the WB. This is before yeah. they became the CW, okay. and it was like, everything is boring, and this needs to be mm. revamped. Good um, point. You know, RIP Michigan Frog. But that, I, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, all right, I get it. Sure. Okay, whatever. And so then I pause it and I'm only 34 minutes into it. I'm like, somebody shoot me. I legitimately thought there was like an hour into this movie. I actually wrote down, oh, God, I still have an hour left. Like, I couldn't believe that it had only been half an hour. That's and I'm funny. like, what is wrong with this in this movie? I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I, I. I think my favorite character, I did grow to like Jackson. I will say that, but I think it's because I have a soft spot for the underdog. And then when the underdog turns out to be super smart, that's kind of cool to me. Okay. Um, 
I hated that he was just like, I don't know what I want to do. Oh, we got to talk about the bridge. Um, oh, yes. So the thing with the bridge is they start off and they're standing on a train bridge. And as the train approaches, they have to, like, make a wish before they jump off the bridge into the river. And everybody is like, I wish I get into Harvard. I hope mom gets better. You know, I don't remember yeah. what the hell Chauncey was. Um, mm. But then Jackson's was... Uh, I, I don't know what I want. And yeah. it's like, oh, God. Like, every other teenager doesn't know what they want either. And guess what? That's okay. <laughs> but we don't need to make that the central flaw of the movie. Um, but I kind of liked that premise. The way it's presented in the trailer is terrible. Because it <laughs> makes it look like they're daring each other to do this dangerous thing where it's more, <laughs> it's more pronounced and it's more intentional, which I kind of like. Um you know, you take the whole teenager on a train tracks thing and you go right to Stand By Me. Oh, but yeah. this took it and took this friend bonding experience and made it more interesting. I actually thought that was kind of cool. So I almost would wonder if, like, the screenwriter, if this is something that he did when he was a kid with his buddies. Like, this is an interesting idea. Um, I do not condone doing this, by the way. Oh, no. Um, Please don't. <laughs> but this I just I, there was something fascinating to me about it and I was like all right I see you guys and then like Carl brings his girlfriend to do it and you know she is totally freaked out as normal people would be oh yeah um so I thought that was cool but like there weren't enough cool things in this movie to hold my attention and everybody just seemed like the generic version of either ex-actress or ex-actor trope or yeah, you yeah, know yeah. this teen movie and it just yeah. seemed like I, I don't know. Like I feel, I felt like Jackson graduated from these little bank heists and became one of the kids at MIT in, um, you know, bringing down the house, which was made into the movie Twenty One. Ah. You know, like the card counters from. Okay, MIT. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Went to do that, and I would have been a hell of a lot more interested in watching that again. <laughs> All right, fair enough. That was a um, lot of rambling, but I did love the security guard. Who, oh yeah, yeah. He was into Elvis, and he was going to Graceland so they can oh get him God, out of the he bank. Was so cute. I want to know who paid for that ticket to go to Graceland, but then on the other side of the coin, I don't because it means more information about this movie. Fair. Um, but I loved every time his name is Leroy, and I'm sorry. All I kept thinking about was Leroy Jenkins. Jenkins. <laughs> and guess what? If huh. you go to the IMDb page and you look up the character names. Carl's last name is Jenkins. Oh, really? So oh, yeah, that's have, right. We have a pseudo, I'm going to force this, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins kind of <laughs> Easter egg in this movie. <laughs> that's funny. The, the guard was so cute. That's funny. Leroy I, was cool. I yeah. And then we had the Huey Lewis cameo. Oh, right. Well, okay, I forgot about that because he was in like a minute and a half. Yes, he was and, free that day, and, you know, Blum likes to call this, in his favors. I guess so? I don't know. That may not have been Blum's uh, doing, I don't know. but... Like, what, what the hell? Because he came on the screen, and I was like, is that fucking Huey Lewis? <laughs> so I looked up the IMDB, and it's like, yeah, that's, how, that's Huey Lewis. So I'm like, okay, so he's going to play this kid's dad. But then it's like, nope. That was the only scene. But he called him Mike. I'm but like, could... is he his dad or is he not? Stepdad, like, guy watching him, roommate. Matter. He was in the scene for two minutes and then he was gone. Then he left, yeah. So whatever, Huey Lewis. Yes. Um, not his best. Not his best at all. No, no, no. His performance in the uh, 
the Funny or Die video where they mimicked American Psycho was probably a lot better than <laughs> this performance. I have I don't not know. seen that. I can't oh, dude, that's hilarious. I'll send that to you because okay. you got to see that. It's funny. Okay. Um, yeah, I I was not a fan of this movie. I, I was just – it kind of was just like a slog for me, and it's only an hour and a half. Yes. I was only interested in the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. <clears throat> That's where my interest peaked because then I was like, we're now doing the heist. Now it's going wrong. And then I thought it was clever how they got out of it. And I was like, right. okay, I that, agree that, with that. That, 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 that worked out. That was, that was the only part of this movie that I liked. Um, everything else was just, it's just so goddamn slow. And it was just like, took forever to get there. Like this easily could have just been like, took place over the course of three days. This would have been a wonderful one-hour episode of a TV show on the CW. Or that too, yes, absolutely. I would have. It would have started like Friday night. Mom went into the hospital because of her cancer. Oh, we need a hundred hundred thousand dollars to cure her. Saturday, they're like, "Dad, can you give my friend a hundred thousand dollars?" No, the bank doesn't. That's not how that works. Okay, we're gonna rob the bank. Here's this plan, 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 plan. We got Sunday. We graduate on Monday. Plan, plan, plan. Blue. I feel like that would have added more of like tense to it because like they only have forty eight hours to plan a bank heist instead of two fucking weeks. Anyone could plan a bank heist in two fucking weeks. There's no, like, tension to that. I think Dawson and Pacey could have knocked this out. This could have been done. (laughs) Yes. They could have handled this. I've never seen Dawson's Creek, but I'm going to take your word on that. You knew exactly who I meant, though, didn't you? But I didn't. I understood the reference, yes. (laughs) It's no Brigadoon, but yes, I understand the reference. no Brigadoon. This is true. So, okay, yeah, so this was just a eh, movie, and I'm okay with never seeing it ever again in my life, and that's 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 about my thoughts on that. We're going to move on from this one. We are going to graduate to better we films. We are going to graduate. <laughs> so now, like I said, Jason Bloom was kind of figuring himself out, and he didn't know, you know, well, what kind of producer am I going to do? Do I do comedies? Do I do heist movies? Do I do dramas? He would eventually find his niche in the next movie. Thank God. The next movie we will be covering on this podcast is Hestus. I'm so excited. <laughs> in September of 2009, a audience screened a film. High def camera on... My girlfriend, Katie, she thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You believe me, right? I think we're going to have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring. Windows are locked. Doors are locked. Alarm is on. Footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. If you do try to play games with it, that's inviting it in. Jesus, looks like something bit you. It's not the house, it's me. You cannot run from this, it will follow you. In control. You're not in control. What's happening to me? This thing left a message. If it's not a ghost, what is it?
Until next time, my friends, uh, I'm Jason Soto. And I'm Lisa Leahy. Very excited to talk about that movie. (laughs) This has been Between the Scares. Copyright 2021 Rabbit Hole Podcast. Rabbit Hole Podcast.com.